1: You are locked on, Cougars. Welcome into to your Monday edition of the podcast. Hope you guys are all doing fantastic out there. I had an incredible weekend. I am back from Las Vegas, back in my home studio recording this show, and it feels good to be back, but hope you guys are all doing great wherever you might be. We have a lot to cover ahead on today's show. The postseason destination for the men's and women's basketball programs has been revealed on Selection Sunday. We'll talk about that, the motivation. You'll hear from Mark Pope, what he believes his team is capable of doing in the NIT after falling short of the NCAA tournament. We'll also catch you up on everything else that happened over the weekend in BYU sports, victories, some losses, and also a new pickup for the BYU football program in the recruiting department that should join the team in time for this fall. We'll get to all of that ahead on today's podcast. It's all brought to you today by our friends over at RunYourPool.com. March Madness is here, my friends, and Run Your Pool has a better way to create your bracket. That's RunYourPool.com, the pre- premier sports pool hosting service. All right, without further ado, though, let's dive right in and get going. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 14th, 2022.
2: You are Locked
0: On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day
1: is up my friends i'm jake hatch your host here on locked on cougars a resident byu insider i work for the zone sports network in salt lake city utah thank you for making locked on cougars your first listen of the day we are very very proud to be part of the locked on podcast network where, of course the motto is your team every day, and as such, we are your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thank you for taking some time to join us here, and let's get right into it. BYU men's and women's basketball learned their postseason destinations yesterday. The women's team is in the big dance. They are in the NCAA women's bracket. They will be the sixth seed as they head to Ann Arbor, Michigan this coming Saturday to take on 11th seeded Villanova. Villanova is the runner-up from the Big East Tournament, losing to perennial power. UConn 70-40 in the Big East Tournament it's not a, this is not a uh, what am i trying to say a Villanova team that BYU can overlook by any means but BYU I think is in a good position right now the quirk with the women's bracket is that BYU by being the sixth seed should they advance obviously they play Saturday they will not practice on Sunday as is institutional policy at Brigham Young University and then they would face off in theory against number three Michigan on Michigan's home court now you may scream that that's unfair blah blah. blah. It's just how the women's bracket goes, folks. So the women's team is going to have to overcome some adversity to make the Sweet 16. But I'll tell you what, despite a rather lackluster West Coast Conference tournament down there at the Orleans Arena, I think this women's team is poised to make some noise. Ooh, I, that right. I like that. Uh, but anyways, I think that they are ready to go out there and shock the world, to use that idiom, and... I think that this team is plenty motivated, as I mentioned, coming off rather lackluster postseason, I guess it would be conference tournament showing down there in Las Vegas. They did not play their best. They would tell you straight up that they feel like they can play at a higher level. They can do more. They can be better. They can just overall be a better team than what they showed in Las Vegas, and that is the hope that they showed that this Saturday when they take on Villanova. Now, on the men's side of things, obviously, there was hope out there that if things broke the right way, the men's team could find themselves sliding in to the NCAA tournament? Well, come to find out, they weren't even close, folks. They're the number two seed in the NIT. Uh, The number one seeds are considered the first four out of the NCAA tournament bracket. So BYU, they were in the... Five to eight, the next four out is where they landed in this tournament. But they will have an opportunity now. And coming up here in just a moment, you're going to hear the entirety of Mark Pope's uh, press conference that he had with the media uh, last night. I thought he had some very good thoughts. I'm going to play it for you guys unedited. He's going to be able to talk about what he expects from his team, his thoughts on facing off against the Long Beach State 49ers. I think this is an interesting matchup because Long Beach State comes into this matchup and they are a team that actually was very, very good most of this year. They won the Big West regular season title. They ended up losing in the conference championship in their tournament to Cal State Fullerton who got into the NCAA tournament. And as such, I think that this Long Beach State team is going to be really, really motivated coming to Provo Wednesday night. That's when the game will be played. 7 o'clock tip. If you're able to, get out to the Marriott Center, support this BYU men's basketball team. They deserve it. They deserve to have you guys out there cheering them on as they play at home. Potentially for the last time, but obviously, should they win as the number 2 seed, they would be able to host the winner of the number 3 seed in this bracket. And the number 3 seed currently is St. Louis against Northern Iowa. So either St. Louis or Northern Iowa could be coming to Provo for a second-round matchup. And I think the overall thing that the BYU men's team's got to be going for right now is to harken back to it was 2013 is when Dave Rose's squad made the NIT and then made that run all the way to Madison Square Garden. The semifinals and the final of the NIT are hosted at the as what is billed as the world's greatest or most famous venue and that should be what the motivation is for this team. Make, lemons, uh, make lemonade of the lemons that you have been dealt. Obviously, it's highly disappointing for this team that was once upon a time 17-4 and seemingly a lock to play in the NCAA tournament, to be playing as the number two seed in the NIT. But you know what? That's the hand that BYU has been dealt. Guys uh, like Alex Barcelo and T. John Lucas, they've got to be hurting a little bit knowing that their final go in the college basketball will not be in the big dance, but now you got to go out and show that you are the best of the rest, I guess is what you could call it when it comes to the NIT. Make a run to Madison Square Garden. It's on national TV. It's a once in a lifetime trip you may make as a player and go out and do what you can. So that's got to be what the rallying cry is for this team. Do I think BYU's motivated for this? After listening to Mark Pope, and you're going to hear that press conference here in just a moment. I'm going to play the entirety of it. I typically don't do that, but I want you guys to hear from Mark Pope himself. So we're going to play that. But I think listening to him... I think this team does have the right perspective, and at least I hope they have the right perspective. It seems like Mark Pope at least does, and hopefully he can get that across to the members of this team. Let me also warn you guys as BYU fans, this is a beat-up BYU team. You're going to hear Mark Pope talk about the dings and dents that all of his players are dealing with. That is going to play into the postseason here for BYU men's basketball, but all that, you got to throw it out the window come Wednesday night and say, let's go out and get a win. Let's win this one, let's win the next one, and just keep winning as so long as he possibly can and make a run it would be a lot of fun to cover this team for another month or so if they were to make that run to madison square garden it's a 32 team tournament there's one less round than the ncaa tournament and i think there is a chance if byu has their head on straight that they could make a run the number one seed in the bracket uh by by byu is number one seed smu so in theory byu at some point could be facing off against the mustangs in a matchup but also with the nit some of these higher seeds byu is not immune to this they They get, I don't know, unmotivated. They just don't have the same fire that they had as they were looking potentially for an NCAA tournament berth. I would expect you see one or two upsets in theory when it comes to this bracket. The hope is BYU is not one of them. All right, coming up here in just a minute, I'm, like I said, I'm, I promised you, you're going to hear from Mark Pope. We're going to play the entirety of his press conference. You'll be able to judge for yourself how he and his team, in your mind, are going to fare when they square off against Long Beach State on Wednesday night. Once again, a 7 o'clock tip. It will be uh, streaming live on ESPN+. Plus. Greg Rebell will also be on the call for that on the BYU Sports Network on the radio side of things, and looking forward to breaking that down in the coming days of the podcast. But coming up in just a moment, as I said, Mark Pope's press conference talking about his team earning that berth into the into the NIT, not the NCAA tournament, the NIT. We'll get to that here momentarily. Today's show is all about our friends over at Run Your Pool. March Madness is here, my friends. That, needs you, that means you need to start thinking now about where you're going to be running your brackets this year. Are you going for the usual, or are you looking for the best? We've done our homework, and we're running our brackets at runyourpool.com. Along with the standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or Pick X. Both are really fun in their own way if you want to try something new. Or they also have all the options to edit scoring. They offer more intel on how to make your picks or help you make your picks as well. All the stuff you simply won't find at ESPN or CBS. If you've got a business, Run Your Pool can also help you take some of that madness magic and play right alongside your employees or even gain new customers. Plus, they offer full white glove customer support custom branding and one of the easiest three-minute setups that you will ever find. Clearly, we're believers in Run Your pool because like I said we're running our brackets there ourselves there is no truer test than that and if you'd like to play against us for a shot at a cash prize up to $1,800 you heard that right up to $1,800 join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on and while you're there create your own pool for friends and family enter pure madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool all the rules and details will be available there for you guys that's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize of up to $1,800 we look forward to seeing and beating you out there with RunYourPool.com. Today's episode of Locked On Cougars is brought to you in part by our friends over at Stat Hero. We're all fans of March Madness. I am a massive fan myself, and I love filling out my bracket. But I cannot remember the last time I've actually gone deep into a pool or even won any money. I am going to hedge my bets this year with Stat Hero's NCAA Pick 'Em contest, and I want you guys to give it a shot as well. Stat Hero's NCAA single game pick 'ems pits the star players against one another in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. It helps you take control from the handicappers that always seem to have the advantage on you. It and start focusing on the players that you know with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you're going up against. In addition to the pick 'em games, they also have dozens of lineups that you can comb through to take on head to head. They simply post sets of players for you to take on with a set of players that you choose. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fists fix excuse me so take advantage of it now the simple sleek gameplay will have you playing in literally minutes and this is what daily fantasy was meant to be sign up for free right now at stat here stat hero excuse me dot com slash locked on that's stat hero slash locked on using the promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match you heard that right that's stat dot com using the promo code locked on for a 100% match right now stat hero dot com slash locked on using the promo code locked on Thank you again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen every day. Make sure you check out the Locked On Bracket breakdown taking place today, right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast feed and YouTube channel. College basketball experts Chris Gordy, Andy Patton, and betting expert Lee Sterling will give you all the in-depth breakdowns on every matchup across the bracket, helping you guys hopefully have a leg up on your competition. So check that out. That's coming out later today, depending on when you listen to today's podcast. All right, my friends, it is time now to let you hear from Mark Pope. He spoke to the media last night after BYU learned their fate in the NIT. You can listen to it, take away what you will, but my initial takeaway from it is that Mark Pope, he's ready to go. He wants to see how this team is going to fare in the postseason. Obviously, there could be some thought that there's disappointment out there for his team. Well, it doesn't sound like Mark Pope Pope is taking any of that, and he doesn't believe that is sunk into his team. So without further ado, here you go. Here's BYU men's basketball coach Mark Pope speaking to the media
0: last night. Mark, were you surprised at all that your team wasn't maybe closer to that NCAA tournament field, not being in that first four out grouping?
2: Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, I think once you get to the bubble, it's just it's just a big mosh of teams that all are really good and all have a bunch of blemishes. So I just think it's just a, you know, I don't put a lot of stock in it either way.
0: What's your initial thoughts of this Long Beach Beach State uh, team and, and that NIT draw that you got?
2: I think they're a really good team. You know, they won their conference championship, so they, you know they're a championship pedigree team. They play really hard. They pressure all game long. Uh, they're a driving kick team. Is playing, you know, essentially four guards. Uh, they're a good team. They're proven.
1: Mark, how do you feel your team has handled the layoff so far?
2: Um, I think they've been really good. Um, you know, I think uh, practice has been a little salty, and you know, you try and sort out your emotions as you go through the deal, and there's you know you're kind of stuck it's this weird space where you're stuck where you can't really do anything, but hope for outcomes. And then, uh, but I think the guys, um, I'm not surprised at all because these, these guys are so incredible, but, um, I I think they've, they've been awesome. Actually.
1: I'm wondering if there's anybody on your team who's expressed that they, for
2: whatever reason, are not going to be playing. No, no. Uh, we got ballers on this team, man. They're, they're, uh, these guys, these guys would play. Uh, I mean, when the season ends, they're going to go find a game at the Rec Center. So, it's a, it's one of the great things about our team is they just want to play. Mark the
1: stated goal this team is to make the NCA tournament. It's kind of one of the reasons Alex came back. How, what's the
2: motivation factor for these guys playing in the NIT? Uh, well, listen, it's 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 it's, it's uh, you get a chance to go compete, right? And and um, and See if you can win more games and and win a championship, right? So, you know, anytime you have the opportunity to do that, it's pretty special. Um, it's um, you know, there's not that many teams that have a chance to do it. You know, there's 270 teams that are out, it's not of their choosing; they're just done, right? And so, uh, it's it's pretty special, man. Anytime you get a chance to compete in the postseason, and then I saw that Sen had posted
1: that he had surgery on his on his hand. That obviously means he's out. I would expect.
2: Yeah, so uh, you know, we were hoping to maybe see if it could heal a little bit, but it just wasn't getting any better. So we just made the decision to go ahead and get the surgery done, so he could start on you know recovering, so he could have closer to a full a full summer.
1: Yeah, Mark. Similar to your uh, answer, a couple of questions ago, you talked about the competitiveness of this team, but was there any consideration by your team of foregoing the postseason after missing out on the NCAA tournament?
2: No, I don't, I don't understand that. I mean, I don't understand, you know, you have to be some type, I, I don't know. I just don't understand the concept of not wanting to go compete. I mean, that's what we live for. I think that's how our guys are built. You know, we have unbelievable leadership on this team. You know, you think about a guy like Alex Barcelo, the reason why he's going to be such a great pro is because he's just built that way. Um, you know, I think there is sometimes you, you there is this like undercurrent out there that's really weird where guys um, shy away from competition or they they run away from it. That just doesn't exist on our team. And that, that's that been that's been our guys all year long. It's just we just, you know, we just have a really incredibly special group that just loves to compete.
1: There are some teams that are playing as soon as Tuesday. Do you like the fact that you get
2: one extra day and playing on Wednesday instead? I like it. My guys don't. My guys thought we were going to have one day of practice before we played. So, but no, it's great. Listen, we're just excited to go play.
0: Yeah. Mark, you, you mentioned practice. How, how would you describe maybe the, uh, the ramp up phase of practice, practice this past uh, back into the
2: week? Well, we went really hard Saturday and really hard Thursday. And um, it, it wasn't so much me, it was our guys. Right. And so, you know, they just, you know, our guys just, they're, they're, they just they want to get better, and, and uh, they love to compete against each other. And so uh, practice has is, is, is never been an issue for us. Our guys are, like I said, we're super blessed, man. I know teams around the country are struggling with all kinds of things, but th- this group is just made in a really special way.
0: Darnell asked about Seneca uh, earlier, but your team's been banged up. T- T's been dealing with the, the hand, and, and Caleb's been banged up. Is there anyone else from a personnel standpoint uh, that could be out, or that that's that, that's going to be out for Wednesday night.
2: Well, I ho- I hope not. Uh, but we do have a long list of guys that are you know Tijon's been battling this this hand that's been really problematic for the last month. Caleb, obviously, has got an elbow and a and a hand and a and, a, and uh and like a, a quad issue, and you know, Foose is is trying to be super careful with this with this groin, and um, you know, uh, and obviously Atiki is you know, he's, he's, he's fighting with this hand and finger issue, but, um, you know, at this point in the season, everybody's dealing with stuff.
1: Coach, when you uh, spoke to your team, obviously it's the disappointment not making the tournament. What was kind of your messaging to them as
2: you get ready for the postseason overall? Um, it's, listen, uh, it's just as, um, it's opportunities, you know, it's, um, there's, there's, like I said, there's 260 teams that, that, you know, just weren't good enough to earn this chance. Right. And so, um, we have an opportunity to go do something that hasn't been done here in a long time. And, um, and, and that's really exciting. It's, um, you know, it's, 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 it just is, this is a, this is a special time of year. You get to go compete. It's, it's, you know, you get to that point where you're finding that, like if you lose, you're done, you clean up You're and you're out. Right. Right. And, and there's a special uh, intensity that comes with that. And, and uh, it's, it's, it's something that, you know, we're going to take advantage of that. We're really going to fight to take advantage of and, and um, see what we can do. You know, see, we, we don't get, it's, it's been such a, this hasn't been an easy season for us. We've, you know, for, in a lot of ways we've had really tough moments, some devastating injury moments that have just been super hard on the core of our team. But, um, this group is just, you know, you guys have been at our practices, right? It's just, it just is, you know, if you love this game and you, and you love being around a great group of young guys that are, that are fighting with everything they have, you just don't want it to end. And, um, I think our guys feel that and, and, uh, certainly our staff does. And, you know, like I said, we have these incredible leaders on this team that, um, you know, are going to keep pushing this group as hard as they can to see what we can become. So it's exciting. And, um, and we're excited to kind of take on the challenge Wednesday night see if we can, if we can fight and stay alive to, to fight another day. It's awesome. All right. And I feel bad guys. I, I would like to give you something like really salty or saucy that you could uh, put in a headline. Anybody got any suggestions? What can I do to really set up shockwaves?
1: <laughs> I wonder, I wonder if we can get to the, the salty, uh, headline with my question. Probably not though. I'm just curious, like how you were keeping track of NIT stuff. Like it is selection Sunday, you know, and I guess they do. I learned this day. They do have like a mini selection Sunday show on ESPN. You, how were you watching that? How did you kind of like learn that you guys were going to be in NIT? Did you make it at all some sort of event for the team or for yourself?
2: Yeah. So, um, we, uh, you know, just, so you have correspondence, you have contact with the NCAA and the NIT. Um, you got to fill out some paperwork, uh, weeks in advance to, to just say that you'll play, that you're, you're ready and prepared to go compete. And then there's, they keep checking in back and forth. And so, you know, they, they check in, uh, NCAA checks in, especially with the first four, uh, the playing games, because, you know, so they got to make sure that you're prepared to leave Sunday night. And so there's always conversations going back and forth like that. None of them conclusive, but always just saying, hey, you need, you know, just be ready. They, they have a pool of teams that they'll just make sure are ready to jump on a plane Sunday night if need be. And um, so you fill out the same paperwork with the NIT. And, and um, so it's, um, you know, we, uh, so we, we uh, were together as a team today. And, um, and, uh, both in person and, and, on zoom later and, and, um, you know, just trying to, uh, prepare as fast as we can.
0: Yeah. One last question for me, coach, you were part of, uh, you know, a BYU team back, back under coach Rose on the bench that made an NIT run to the garden. What value can a potential run in the NIT have on a program if, from your perspective and having that experience, uh, you know, back in 13,
2: I cannot believe you would ask me that question. <laughs> was that the saucy one there that was gonna get all the juice no I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out some quote that will just come really close to getting me fired but give you guys something <laughs> enjoyable to write about um j- just really briefly uh yeah it was um you know it just is I don't know guys you have to look at the date what's it been since the early 50s that we hung a championship banner in the in Martt Center 51 and so. 51, and so you guys know how much I love history, man. I love it. And and our job is to find every which way we can to make history. And so, you know, that that's, uh, you know, there's only two teams in the country that are going to hang a postseason banner. There's going to be NCAA and there's going to be NIT. And we sure would like to get one of those. That, that would be something, wouldn't it? I mean, it'd be something that nobody's been able to do in 70 years. I mean, that would that's literally before any of us were born. Think about that except maybe Darnell, like none of us have seen that. So so let's give it a shot. There you go, BYU men's basketball coach Mark Pope, and
1: he wants to hang a banner, folks, so we'll see how things shake out. Wednesday night, that's when it begins, BYU and Long Beach State, and obviously we'll be breaking that down. I'll do some more intel, some deeper dive on what to expect from LBSU as they come to the Marriott Center. We'll have that for you guys. Looking like Tuesday is probably when we'll break that down. Also be on Wednesday's show as well, and of course we'll have a recap for you guys later on this week. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we've got to recap a busy weekend in BYU sports and also talk about a big addition to the 2022 recruiting class for BYU football. Yeah, the Cougars ain't done yet, folks. They're still adding guys. And this is a big one, I think, because let's just put it this way. There could be a family connection that could yield a very, very talented younger brother of this recruit. We'll talk about Roman Rashada here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Online. It's that time of year again. The college basketball tournament is finally upon us, my friends, for the latest odds, contests, and player props. And to fill out your bracket and hopefully win some money, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your sports. Sports betting needs and info. Bet Online remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season as well. And it's not just basketball. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games as well. So head to the website today. That's betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action available to you now. It's all courtesy of Bet Online, where the game starts. Before we go on this Monday edition of the show, let's run down the other news and BYU sports you guys need to know about. Let's start off with this. Roman Rashad of the Juco Trans from Diablo Valley College has committed to the BYU football program. He will be on campus later this year, this summer, in advance of the 2022 season. He is officially a member of the 2022 recruiting class. If you guys have been listening to this podcast for a little while, we talked about him in the lead up to signing day for BYU. He had a visit to Washington and an offer from the Huskies that he ultimately never signed. With Washington, I don't know the full details of what went into that, but he ultimately decided to come visit BYU along with his brother Harlan Rashada, who's another Juco product, a linebacker. Roman projects as a defensive back for BYU, but they also brought along their ultra talented younger brother. Jaden Rashada is part of the 2023 recruiting class. He's a top 25 type player in that recruiting class one of the best players out there i think there are like maybe two or maybe three quarterbacks there's three different quarterbacks i'm looking at right now 24 7 sports uh their rankings have three other quarterbacks in front of Jaden rashada so he's the fourth rated quarterback in all the 2023 recruited class he's a five-star talent And I'm not saying that BYU has uh, the inside track at landing Jaden Rashada, but bringing in his older brother and maybe potentially his older brothers, if Harlan decides that BYU is where he wants to be, it wouldn't be a bad way to get in with a guy who's got the talent of Jaden Rashad. I'm not saying the BYU is in the driver's seat by any means. Uh, I don't know the whole dynamic of the relationship between the brothers, but I've seen enough comments from, uh, not Jaden, Roman Rashad, is saying that if we were to play together, speaking of the brothers, Harlan, Jaden, and Roman, he says it would be at BYU, so... Hey, I'm not saying that it's not going to happen, but there's a good chance. And I think Roman Rashada adds to a very, very stout recruiting class for BYU. I think he ends up playing safety for BYU, a position of need, honestly, for BYU, at least in the very minimum at giving depth to that position group, especially for a guy like Chaz Ayu who has never really stayed healthy during his career. You got guys like Micah Harper who are playing at safety as well right now. So any and all reinforcements to help make that position stronger and potentially just make BYU a more talented team team overall, that's what you take. So welcome to BYU, Roman Rashada, a nice addition, and I'm going to do my best to see if we can get him on the show to talk about it. I think it would be fun to catch up with him and see what he makes of finally becoming a member of the BYU football program, so we'll see what we can uh, get in terms of that. We'll be at of BYU football practice later on this evening once again. I'm excited to be back out there. I had a week away, obviously, in Las Vegas. Excited to be out there for media observation and taking what I can, and I'll pass that along to you guys on tomorrow's podcast. All right. other things we need to get to quickly here. Let's start off with the men's and women's track and field teams. Congratulations to the BYU women's contingent that competed in Birmingham, Alabama this past weekend, finishing number eight in the country. A nice showing for the women's team all the way around. They got one national title from Courtney Wayman. She won the 5,000 meters. It's her uh, second national title all time. She won the 3,000 meter steeplechase last year. She had a really, really good race and took off in the final 200 meters to take that championship. And Congratulations to Courtney Wayman. She is going to be going out a national champion at least in the indoor circuit. They're sold the outdoor circuit to come in men's and women's track and field later on this spring. But very, very cool to see the senior, the five foot seven inch uh, product of Davis High School, once again win another national title, leading BYU as I mentioned as a team to an eighth place finish. It's a nice showing overall. Uh, Claire Seymour, kind of the surprise star of all this, she had the fifteenth fastest time entering the 800 meters for BYU at those indoor track and field championships. She ended up having the number one qualifying time and then ultimately finished second in the final of the 800 meters. So congratulations to her. Uh, she finished in two minutes. seconds, literally let's see, like what? A 60th, uh, like a 6th of a second behind first place finisher Lindsey Butler. So congratulations to Claire Seymour. Very nicely done by her. Other athletes who competed included Haley Folsom finishing 5th in the pentathlon. Sierra Tidwell was 8th in the high jump. Um, Also on the men's side of things, I believe, yeah, we also, they had two of the guys in the men's side of things that competed in the national championships in the pole vault uh, Zach McWhorter, who was the favorite going into the meet, ended up finishing second. So a little bit of a disappointment for him. It's his second straight runner-up finish in the indoor pole vault. Hopefully, he'll be able to accomplish a championship at some point in his career. But another stellar showing for BYU men's and women's track and field at the indoor championships. Like I said, there's still plenty more to come. The outdoor championships will be coming up later this spring. There's an outdoor season to come as well, and the men's and women's team's they're very, very good. So Ed Istone he will have his teams ready to go for the spring season. Now... Couple of notes before we go. We're not done yet. Let's start off with men's and women's. Uh, it's not men's and women's gymnastics. Let's start off with women's gymnastics. The number 19 ranked BYU Cougars secured a win over number 35 Arizona. The Smith Fieldhouse House in their last home meet of the season. A nice showing for BYU. They will now get ready for the MRGC Championships later this week up there in Boise, Idaho, and hoping to come home with that title. I think BYU is in a good position to do that, but obviously anything goes once you get on the same. Uh, what is it they call it, the same venue as all the other MRGC teams that includes Boise State, Utah State, as well as Southern Utah, so best of luck to the women's gymnastics team. The men's volleyball team uh, snapped their nine-match losing streak in back-to-back matches against Concordia University out of Irvine, California. They swept on Friday, won 3-1 on Saturday, so nice weekend for men's volleyball. They get right back into the gauntlet. though as they head to Pepperdine later this week. Those will be Friday and Saturday at 7 o'clock Mountain Time, 6 o'clock at Firestone Fieldhouse as the Waves and the Cougars square off. Hopefully the men's team can take some of that momentum from this past weekend into those matchups against the Waves. And then finally, on the men's and women's uh, baseball and softball side of things, the women's softball team went 2-2 two and two at the Sun Devil Invite this past weekend, losing to number 23 Arizona State and Grand Canyon. Uh, they lost 2-0 to Grand Canyon, 5-0 to Arizona State. But they did beat Rutgers 11-2 and then crushed Ball State 14 to. Five in their final game of the weekend. They will be hosting their home opener tomorrow. They'll be hosting Maine at Gelf Miller Field. It is scheduled for five o'clock Mountain Time as the Cougars finally return home after two long months essentially on the road. They'll finally be back home playing on their home dirt. And then the men's baseball program after that series opening win against Oklahoma State they came up short with a 3-0 loss on Friday and then lost uh, the series finale on Saturday as well. So not the weekend that BYU baseball expected, but when you go up against the number 6 team in the country and you only take one off of them, I'll give you a break. They lost that finale 8-5 against Oklahoma State. They will have their first in-state matchup against Utah tomorrow night. i will be up at Smith's Ballpark up there in Salt Lake City. If you want to go to that, you can get tickets by going to, I think it's utahtickets.com. You also can watch, there's a Pac-12 live stream link in the BYU Sports Network. will also have a live radio broadcast of that game. And then BYU heads this weekend up to Portland for their first West Coast Conference series against the Pilots. All right. I think we covered everything. So thank you once again for joining us here on Locked On Cougars. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. As I mentioned on tomorrow's show, a full recap of what we learned from BYU football availability tonight. Hoping to have some conversations with some folks who can play on the show as well, so stay tuned for that. Want to encourage you guys now to go make your second listen today. Our friends over at the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, they bring it to life every single day. Speaking of the draft, insight and analysis on all the college football players, how NFL front offices may see prospects in different lights. Check it out. It's a really, really fun listen and it's free and available wherever you get your podcast all right that is going to do it have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this this has been the locked on cougars podcast for march 14th 2022 and we will catch you guys manana
0: the ncaa tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket so don't wait